This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. You have been listening, I hope, to our 10-part series on the Paradox playlist and all the amazing leaders we have had a chance, Danielle and I had a chance to interview. And so, Brianne and I have been, even though Brianne hasn't been on the airways, she and I still connect regularly doing research and all sorts of good stuff. And as we've hit this sort of um, Thanksgiving, I don't like, I, I hesitate Brianne to say Thanksgiving because I understand that not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving, right? And so, so I'm trying to be really mindful of that. So as we hit sort of the winter season and the various celebrations and holidays that are taking place, one thing that's been apparent to me as a reminder is that you, at least in the US, um, I feel like we spend a lot of time being grateful. We try to, to remember sort of the things that bring us gratitude. And I think particularly as we're, I can't even say coming out of a pandemic, as we're sort of entering this new phase of pandemic living, I guess that's the best way to put it. We thought that it was particularly important to continue that trend and really highlight the things we were grateful for. And I know I've said this before, Brand, to you and, and perhaps to our audience. I feel like sometimes the universe just brings us stuff at this like ideal moment, right? Like, I don't know. Do you feel that way? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I should have, I apologize. I should have welcomed you back, Brianne, but I was just oh, no. sort of, <laughs> I was sort of riffing on where we're going. So um, so I was running um one day and I gosh, I, I admit admit this. I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I haven't had a chance to listen to Brene Brown in a while because it's just I've been doing other things. And so I turned um her podcast on and she was interviewing um Aminatu So. And I apologize if I'm saying that wrong. This the last name is S-O-W and Ann Friedman. And they wrote a book called Big Big Friendship and How We Can Keep Each Other Close. And so I thought, oh, this one, this sounds like a good one. And I, and I was listening and listening and they were talking about things like discipline and readiness and intentionality and the work and the effort that's involved. And I thought, of course, yes. And then I was like, but these aren't words that we typically associate with something like friendship. Um, Especially, and I was thinking more and thinking more about sort of we we often romanticize friendships and relationships in, you know, the movies we watch and the, the books that we read. And I thought, oh, 
I immediately got home. And the first thing I did, you probably can guess audience is I texted Brianne and I was like, if you haven't <laughs> listened to this episode, you need to listen to this episode. And Brianne, what was your response? Like, yes, immediately. So <laughs> listen to it. And then we were like, and we have to talk about this. We have to do a podcast about this. We do. And I think, um, dear audience, the reason we wanted to do this podcast is twofold. One is for what I just said, which is these are words that Brianne and I have used time and time again for things like connection, community and belonging. And it shows up if you've, if you've been kind enough to read anything we've written, whether it's been, you know, magazine articles or academic articles, we talk about this stuff all the time, but not necessarily in the context of friendship specifically. So that was the one reason. The other reason we wanted to talk about this, and maybe this is, um, you know, sharing our vulnerability, Brianne, is that what resonated really with me while I was listening to the conversation on the podcast was like, this is, this characterizes the friendship that I have with Brianne to a T, um, you know, and it's, and all, and I, and I mean that in like the most positive and heartwarming and loving sense. So, um, yeah. And so I, I immediately texted her. I was like, we got to do a podcast, um, <laughs> incorporating this book and the awesome ideas, and then maybe sharing, um, you know, where we felt comfortable, just some examples in our own journey. So I don't know, I've, I've said a lot, Brianne, I want to pause and let you sort of jump in there if you like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything you say is, is true and it's fun to hear it now and kind of take us back to that day. And, um, I was just so happy to have the opportunity to like celebrate our friendship mm -hmm. with the structure of the work that we'd done. And like you, these words resonate so deeply with me, hard work and readiness and discipline. I mean, that's sort of like who I am. Yeah. Um, and I had never applied it to friendship and I have, you know, Brene Brown talks about marble jar friends and like these really, really important and special people in your life. And I have like a handful of them and you are one of them, of course. And, um, I was just blown away by applying those same concepts that we do in, in so many other ways to friendship. And so much of what she said really resonated. Um, and then we had so much fun even just putting some notes together for this episode <laughs> because we're remembering like really funny things. And it just, it was, yeah. it's been really great. And, you know, something I feel like I talk about Pranay all the time that she talks about consistently is this idea of integration and like what it means to be able to bring your whole self to mm. your work or to your family or to your, in this case, friendship. And I feel like that's what I have with you. Yeah. And mm. um, part of that, although I hadn't named it before is because of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. I second that and amen to that, whatever the, <laughs> whatever the right response is. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to jump right in. Cause I know we, we sort of came up with a, a couple of big themes to guide some of the, the conversation and, the first one that I feel like we both jumped on was this idea of hard work, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we're, we really are, I guess a couple of things, both of us are, you know, if you, if you haven't figured that out yet, we are hardworking, we're determined, we're, we're persistent, all those sorts of things. And at the same time, you know, the, the multiple narrative is, is that, you know, when something is hard or described as hard, and I can give an example pretty quickly, we sometimes worry that we're doing it wrong. We're not good enough. We can't, we shouldn't be doing that thing, right? It often keeps us from trying things. And so, you know, we, we believe that again, as I said earlier, we romanticize and things should come easily. And when they don't shame emerges questions, self-doubt, I don't know what, what's your response, uh, Brianne? 
Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, something that, that kept coming to mind and really resonated with me was this idea that we are, I think, conditioned to value things that come easily mm. rather than things that we work for. Yes. And I mean, I just remember that growing up, like, oh, she's not me um, in reference to other people, like super athletic or super smart. And look, it just comes so easily and comes so naturally. Mm-hmm. And when we look at the end of the day, I mean, remember Astrid was talking about hard work versus talent and hard yes. work beats talent any day and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you hear that across contexts, mm-hmm. certainly mm-hmm. sports and, and school and friendship, right? Yes. Because it's, it, we may fall into friendship serendipitously, like that may be chance. Yeah. And yes. Brene talks about, you know, being friends with the people whose kids go to the same school or whatever, that kind of thing. And, you know, we've had some of my closest friends on Mary and Tina mm-hmm. and that did happen serendipitously. And then it takes work. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, it really, really connected because that hard work and persistence also applies to our friendships and it doesn't make them less valuable. It's the opposite. It yeah. makes those friendships so much more rich. Yeah. And it's just, and the other thing I, I it's a yes. And for me is that we need to stop thinking about boxing things in as easy, hard, good, bad. It's just, it's part of the process of growing and developing and accumulating friendships, right? It's yeah. just, it's just part of the role, the, the, the whole sort of work that we go through. And, um, you know, I think we, we're a really good example for many reasons around hard work. I mean, first and foremost, you know, I think to your point around Brienne and, rec- and recognizing sort of our, our friends sometimes show up in our context. I mean, our connection started in a context where we were both in that space, right? You were in the doctoral program. I was teaching in the doctoral program. And so <clears throat> we continually sort of bumped into each other uh, virtually or otherwise. And then, you know, as you moved forward and didn't weren't, weren't in my class anymore, right? And eventually yeah. graduated, you know, we did have to make efforts to connect because look for folks who are maybe new listeners or didn't realize that I'm in Massachusetts and Brianne is Maryland. So like (laughs) our kids aren't in the same classes. We're not neighbors. We're not even in the same state. So from sort of even a logistical standpoint, right. Forget the sort of emotional, all the other stuff that comes in, but from a logistical standpoint, um, you know, we're not sort of that, I don't know, TV show movie kind of relationship. Right. Yeah. I mean, we think about how much fun that would be if that were the case. Yes. We could just go to Starbucks and drop our kids off and then go grab a coffee. So it's not to say we don't dream about that, but um, yeah, yeah. But the reality is that we're states away and we do have to make a really concerted effort. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's been even harder through COVID as everybody's just so drained and so sick of Zoom, right? Because Zoom before COVID, this was like kind of a cool thing that we did that's in true. the EDD program. That's um, true. And it was fun to get together in Zoom. And now, you know, yeah. that's not necessarily what you want to do anymore. So, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I don't know if we want to, we didn't, um, we didn't script this one out. We came up with some themes and examples. I don't know if we want to go with each theme, add the examples in the theme, or do we want to, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think the thing that comes to mind for me in terms of just demonstrating the hard work is, you know, we've already talked about the logistics and really the intentionality around, you know, planning to see each other. And, I think um, for me anyway, Brianne, the the sort of early phases of our friendship and even as we started to really write and we had, I guess it was like, was it the year before the pandemic or maybe 
before the pandemic plus this the spring, we were really on a roll with writing and publishing and like, and so it felt at that moment, if I'm going to use the word easy, it felt easy and very rhythmic. And we were just in, I finally felt like I, with your help had like hit a groove with like scholarship and was really excited. And when the, the book opportunity came along, of course, you know, I wanted you to collaborate and you did ultimately collaborate on a chapter in the book. The initial for folks who don't know, the initial idea was perhaps for us to co-author it. Um, and, you know, this will be a vulnerable moment for me and Brianne in just saying like those conversations around each of our roles and Brianne shaking her head. Yes. So I'm, I feel OK moving forward is it was hard. It was it was complicated because we were trying to honor each other's obligations, goals, interests, and also collaborate. And I don't I don't know the best metaphor, Brianne, to describe it, but it really felt like. I don't know, like a back and forth, a tension, a positive tension, but a tension nonetheless, like really trying to figure that out. I don't know. Do you have? Insight? Yeah. I mean, I think that's so true. What I was feeling in the, in that time was this desire to, first of all, maintain that role because we had been like rolling with these things, yes. which was amazing. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and now a book, this is so incredible. Yes. So there was that opportunity and, you know, as people in this world, it's like, that's an awesome opportunity, right. Yeah. To, to be able to get in on a book about something that I really love and care about with, a, a, you know, you, I mean, it would have been really cool. So what I was finding was this rub between that was one piece. And then my own discernment of like, what do I actually want? Mm -hmm. I know what kind of we've talked about and, and yes. you're doing, you know, your stuff, but where, where am I in this? Because just coming out of school and kind of figuring out my next steps, that was really hard for me to yes. discern that. And also want to say yes. Yes. Like, cause in my heart, I wanted to say yes, but I sort of knew that I couldn't, but I wasn't ready to say that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it took, it was really uncomfortable. And I, I it wasn't like mad tension, you know, when you no. were younger and you were like, you know, fight with a friend, it wasn't like that, mm -mm. but it was, it was tense and uncomfortable yes. and like friendly, but awkward because yeah. we would meet and like not talk about that. We talk about things. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Or we would start um, to talk and I felt like it was like pauses and lots yeah. of quiet around. Um, and I love how you said, because I think that was the tension was, who am I in this? What are my sort of goals and core values? And what are our sort of collective goals and, and identity in our collaboration? And I remember, it's so funny, something about running and having sort of, you know, moments of epiphany, you just give yourself that yeah. space. I was running one day during this whole process of figuring this out. Because look, look, both of us could sense, looking back, both of us mm -hmm. could sense something was off yeah. and we either weren't ready to talk about it or we couldn't articulate it quite yet. Mm -hmm. So I was going for, I went for a run and I was really thinking about this because look, I knew in my heart of heart, I care about Brienne. I care about the work, you know, all of it was positive and I, and, and I needed to figure this out or I wanted to figure this out with, with you. And I thought to myself, Brienne can be a collaborator and she doesn't have to take on co-authorship if that's not her jam right now for whatever reason. And so I, I think like right after that run, I, I don't know if I called you or we jumped on a Zoom and I was like, you know, Brianne, you don't have to be a co-author to be a collaborator for us to say. And, and I feel like I'm going to interpret it and then I want to hear your, I feel like you were like, oh, yes. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what your response. How yeah. You're because just I, say, you yeah. know, I knew that 
I loved the idea of the book and like believe so strongly in all the things, right? Mm -hmm. So there was that piece. And I also knew that I was hitting a wall and there was no possible way that I could churn out the chapters in the time that I needed. And I was coming off the year, I I just with my kid, all the things, right? Um, And so I was feeling this, and I couldn't have articulated it, but once you gave me the option to do a chapter, I think what I was feeling was an all or nothing. Like if I say Mm. no, I'm letting this go. And I was worried about what that would do to like our relationship and our friendship and our work and all that. And again, that wasn't something that I was really able to articulate at the time, but it was real. So when you proposed that idea, I was like, oh, that's how, like, that's how the story ends. That's how it can be. Mm -hmm. And I loved writing that chapter. And that chapter felt like a reasonable lift for me that allowed me to engage in the work. And you allowed me to read some of your other work as it was going on, which was so exciting. And I felt like I could cheer you on. I mean, Carrie, you churned those things out. I don't know how (laughs) you were like superhuman for that time. It was unbelievable. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just love that. And I think the sort of takeaway there is, is a couple, and I'm going to skip. I know we had a certain order, Brianne, but I, I think this sort of leads really nicely into the, to the third, the third scene, which will now become the second, which is friendship skills. And mm-hmm. I think the one thing I would say in terms of the takeaway for the hard work piece is in our, in our case, for that particular example about around collaboration and that in the friendship, it can show up in all sorts of forms. Like we were initially comparing it to what we had been doing with our articles, which was co-author, right? Like mm-hmm. writing together, taking, splitting it up, editing together, etc. And so the awesome thing was that you were fully invested in the book in different ways and in new ways. And I thought that was really fun that not only did you write, I mean, let's be honest, and I want the audience to hear this, like not only did you write a chapter, but you did read other chapters and we talked a lot and you brainstormed a lot. And so it felt like, you know, you were, you were in it, which was amazing. So I think when you think about our, our friendships and our friendship in particular, it like morphs and grows and changes into different shapes and sizes as you move through different times, but also different projects, right. And events. And to do that, like to do what we describe, I think, it really gets into that next theme, which is around friendship skills. And I don't know if you have a favorite one in there, Brianne, but I'd love to hear your take on maybe. Oh gosh. I, I love them all. I mean, I yeah. think that <laughs> I, they're just so connected, right? So the, the three things that we came up with, well, four, I guess, um, discipline, endurance, showing up, which really is more like consistency and then mm-hmm. authenticity. So for me, authenticity is a given. I'm not a person who has like a million fake friends. I have mm. sort of like groups of very close friends in, in different circles of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and authenticity is like the centerpiece and and the foundation of that. So that's, that's amazing to given the other ones though, are, are connected, right? So you show up and there's that consistency Mm -hmm. and that takes discipline, I think, because, and I'm experiencing this with, with Mary and Tina, my friends who had been on previously, because we used to see each other every single day at pickup for our kids. So there was Mm -hmm. this opportunity to connect, even if it was five minutes and we don't have that anymore because kids are in high school and they're doing all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So it takes discipline to continue to show up. Like we have to make the call or we have to schedule a thing where we didn't necessarily have to schedule before. Absolutely. Um, And I do that because I believe in the endurance of those friendships. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's the same with us. I mean, sometimes some of our best conversations are on the phone, actually, which is funny because we spend so much time on Zoom. <laughs> but yeah. so much, you know, a lot of our our Zoom meetings tend to be meetings, whereas our phone conversations tend to be just more like friends catching up. That's um, true. Yeah. And I always hang up the phone and I'm like, I didn't have time for that. And thank God we made time for that because it was so great. You know what I mean? You just yes. like, we're laughing and like, yes, it's just like those moments of connection. Yes. That wouldn't happen if we didn't care to show up consistently and didn't value the, like the long haul of the relationship um, yep. and didn't have the discipline to make the call. So, yeah. Yeah. I love when we, when we were doing the notes for this, I loved the idea of endurance, right. Mm. That we are in it for the long run and it's not, it's not the sort of day-to-day I'll call them mishaps or, um, and I don't even know that. I mean, I know friends, maybe we haven't been friends long enough to have a real argument. I just, I don't know that we've had arguments necessarily, but even when you have ups and downs in those friendships, you have to always keep sight of the fact that you're in this for the long run. And that's just like a blip on the screen of such a wonderful thing that you're experiencing with another human being. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think, just, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's where the authenticity comes in because in that yes. moment of kind of dissonance in our friendship, if, if we use that word, kind of when we're working through the book thing, yeah, you recognize that I was like trying to figure something out. It mm. wasn't about you and it wasn't about not wanting to do the book. It was like, what are my next steps mm-hmm. and where does this fit? And like, you got that yeah. and, and respected that enough in, in me and like our connection that it didn't, it didn't get in the way of things. So I think there's, that's where the authenticity and the vulnerability comes into. Yeah. When you said endurance, um, cause to me, the, I really resonate with the intentionality and we've talked about that a lot. Um, and I think the other piece that's related to that is d- discipline. When you, when you said endurance and we're describing it, the other thing that bubbled up for me was wait time and mm-hmm. having the patience to wait. And so both of us, I don't necessarily have a specific example in our, our friendship that comes to mind, but I feel like at different moments during the pandemic, particularly like in the, like in the, like lockdown, you know, Loyola was trying to do this and then would do this other thing. And so you, and you had a lot on your plate. I feel like we really had to be disciplined and intentional and remember the long haul by giving each other space. Like we might, we would, we were disciplined to check in. We, routine we still do that we routinely check in whether it's zoom phone text we do that like i feel like that's just a habit that i've created built yeah. with you which i feel great about mm-hmm. i think the other thing that we've done really well and i've so appreciated with you is we also f- trust each other enough to say i'm just not feeling it today <laughs> Like, you know, this thing happened and we don't even have to, I don't even need a ton of details from you. It's enough for you to say, I, I want to talk to you about this. I can't talk to you about this right now. And so I, you know, you do it with me and I do it with you. Just like when you're ready to come up for air, let's do this. And maybe you're not, you, you, you know, you talk, you have other supports and then we come back together. So I feel like for me, that endurance also includes that built-in wait time and patience, right. With the other person, not, not pushing, pushing, pushing to just tell me, tell me, tell me, like, I don't, I actually, I mean, I love to, to hear from you and listen to you because I just love hearing your experiences, but I feel like we're at a place in our friendship where I actually don't even need to know the details ever of a particular event. I just need to know that you're okay. 
um, that you are, you know, working it out with someone and that maybe it's just not a time for us to connect. Right. Like that's, that's enough for me. Cause I trust you completely. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, I know there were times, um, you know, we've gotten to the point in our texts where we're in our friendship where like from a text, I can be like, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> it's not a good day. <laughs> like, Hey, how are things? And you're like, fine or not good or whatever, you know? And then there's the time. So absolutely. I think that's part of yeah. Of the endurance and just kind of the gift of time. Yeah. Yeah. And, I remember and, and that. it's so funny speaking of friendship skills and authenticity. Um, you know, I remember and I'm smiling and it's, it's one of those moments that were, is like one of the hardest moments that I can, you know, that I have on record and I'm also smiling. So it's that multiple narrative, but I, I think in terms of authenticity and, and you creating that space, I remember, laying on the floor of my grandmother's, um, home when she was, um, you know, in her last days, she, we had called in hospice care and my family was there and we were, you know, it's one of those things where as you're processing someone, you know, getting ready to leave this world, you can't be in it always. Like you have to give yourself breaks and have conversations with family. And so I was taking one of those breaks in the other room and I was, laying on the floor and I just happened to be working on one of our papers. I don't know if you remember this. And I, yeah. um, and I texted you and said, I'm, you know, almost finished with these edits. I'm going to send it to you. And you're like, why are you doing this right now? <laughs> you know, you don't need to be doing this. And the wonderful thing about, you know, the authenticity of our relationship is I said to you, I actually need this right now. Like this is okay. And we ended up connecting later and having, you know, a few laughs about the moment. And I think, you know, again, the intentionality, the discipline, the authenticity of our friendship permits me to be that way and, and know that you're not going to judge that. Like, why is she doing this in such a, you know, difficult time? That's just, you know, I just feel like you're, you're at the ready for what, whatever comes up. And, um, that might be a good segue into our, into the next theme, but I don't know if you have any other things you want to add to that friendship skills. No, it's funny. I do remember that. And I was kind of like, I don't know. I think that'd be the last thing on my mind <laughs> <laughs> in that physical space and those circumstances, but I understood what you were saying and it, and it, it was great. So uh, yeah. I was feeling like, Oh God, I hope she's not feeling like pressured to get this <laughs> stupid paper in because really that's not important right now but it was, it was just a nice distraction really. Yes. That's, you know, that's for, exactly for what it was, which was exactly fine. What it so was. that once yeah. we cleared that up, I was like, okay, yeah. edit away. That, that'll be fine. Totally. Um, yeah. well, our third thing was readiness. And mm -hmm. we talked about being primed for friendship and kind of readiness to move into that relationship. And it's so funny. Cause one of my husband's best friends, he's like, his motto always was like, I got all the friends I need. I don't need any more friends. Like mm -hmm. I'm all set. I have some really great ones, doors closed. And it was a joke because he did let a new friend in and we're like, Whoa, you made the cut, you know? Um, <laughs> and we joke with him about that, but there is something to it, you know, kind yeah. of if you're going to jump into a real friendship, which is different than an acquaintance or, yes. um, you know, a carpool buddy or something like that. Sure. So, um, definitely requires that vulnerability. And I think the authenticity, right. And yeah, absolutely. It says you have to do that gingerly, which is so true. Mm. And you know, Brene Brown talks so much about boundaries and like, yes. how much are you sharing and oversharing is like, so inappropriate and offensive and mm -hmm. not okay. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that we use the word gingerly here. And I think that's so true. Cause you're like moving into like 
It is. Is it okay to ask about your family or like how, what are our friends? Like yeah. Those friendships. For sure. And I think the word gingerly is right. And the reason that word, I really like that word is, and I have it, no one can see it, but I have it sitting on my desk is a, a jar full of marbles. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Brene Brown talks a lot about, and I remember in the, in one of the books, she talks about how she shares with her daughter, right. About this idea of marble jar friends. And the gingerly part is interesting because, you know, it, over time you collect single marbles, right. That eventually build to this jar of marbles, which is the metaphor for that trust and that, you know, connection that you have. And I think the gingerly part is because if I'm not careful with that jar in one fell swoop, I can, I can really put a dent, a serious dent in that trust and break yeah. that jar. Right. And so I think the gingerly works, you know, in multiple ways. ways. And so, yeah. yeah. And so even when you have it, um, just honoring it and being really careful, um, and grateful for it. And so, yeah, I think the author's of the book. And when they talked about it in the podcast, they were talking about how they were both, they both happened to be at a moment in their lives where they were really ready, like looking mm. for, you know, not just like you said, a carpool buddy, but like deep connection and deep friendship. And so, um, preparing yourself. And it's funny. Cause I think back Brianne to when we met, um, and I don't think, you know, as the, I mean, I felt like the authors were really intentional about their readiness. And I will admit, I don't know that I definitely didn't have that sort of intentionality. Cause I, I kind of, I mean, your, our connection and the gradual progression of our friendship, I think was such a pleasant surprise to me. It's like, it's, it's like the gifts that this ed D program continues to give. Right. Um, Cause I, I mean, I feel like I was like, well, I'm older. I've got a set of small group of friends. That's good. And you don't, you know, you don't expect necessarily to meet, you know, a new really important person later on. And so, um, I was definitely ready for sure. And, you know, prepared for that, but it was interesting how it was, it sort of caught, catch can catch you off guard as well. Right. Yeah. And I feel like the way our friendship evolved was a little weird too, you know, in, because you were my faculty member, right. right. So Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not gonna be like friends with your teacher. That's not appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the doctoral program is different because everybody in the program are working professionals. Yeah, so they're all say. adults. Yeah. Um, and you are really good, really always about honoring the experiences of all of your students and all mm. of your coworkers and everybody. So I never felt, um, you know, sort of like subordinate really yeah. in, in your classes. No, no, no. Yeah. but there's still a power dynamic there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is, you know, undeniable. So, yeah. Um, but I just really appreciated the way you taught. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Oh, she's so great. And I observed, I shared this, I think in the first episode I was ever on with you, but I observed the way you interacted with the students at residency, mm -hmm. which is our face-to-face three-day yeah. orientation. It's the students who were older than me mm -hmm. or, you know, in the program. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they just seem to be having fun. Like it mm. seemed relaxed and comfortable and also scholarly. And I really was like, that is appealing to me because what's not appealing to me is like stuffy yeah. big words for the sake of big words. Like I hate that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So um I saw that and I was like, oh, that looks like fun. But you know, you just don't feel like you belong <laughs> and that you're like the freshman and everybody, the upperclassmen kind of know the deal. Yeah. Um, you know, and then kind of what you brought to that residency is what you brought to the classroom, which was mm. just this friendly, encouraging, um, 
approach. And so I remember communicating with you and talking about your teaching philosophy and kind mm-hmm. of how you taught us. And I really respected that. And then I used some of that. And I feel like that's sort of where we connected was this idea yeah. of, of teaching and learning. And we weren't calling it belonging, but really belonging at mm-hmm. the time yeah. because of my stats fear. And um, <laughs> <laughs> you're very kind to get me through that. So, yes. Oh, that's um, so it, I don't know. It just kind of happened organically and yeah. over time. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. The other um, word that keeps popping out at me when I'm reviewing the notes that we took for this podcast is um, not being on autopilot. Oh, yeah. I just I've heard that a lot lately. This that metaphor of autopilot. And um, I, I just feel like, yes, 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 that's true. Right. That I mean, and and we're talking about friendship. So like in the context of friendship, you know, particularly as we've shared, particularly ours, um, I don't think there's ever been a time I've been on autopilot with you. <laughs> like, um, I feel, I, I mean, I think one, we talked about what, what you really need to, to build deep friendships too. I feel like I owe you way more than showing up on autopilot. Right. So, um, so that, that's one piece that I, I think about. The other thing I was thinking about is I feel like that metaphor of autopilot is so true for any connections we're making. Like you can't, you can't show up on autopilot. I mean, that's just, I don't know. I don't know if you have any reactions or thoughts. Well, I have a couple of thoughts. So first of all, no two interactions are ever the same. And I talk about this with Mm -hmm. my students when they're learning about communication. And, you know, even though I see my students every Tuesday, Thursday at the same exact time in the same exact room, and they're the same people in the space, every single interaction we have is different because Mm -hmm. of contextual variables. Yes. Like what time of year is it? What's the weather like? How much stress Mm -hmm. do you have? What is due today? How are you feeling physically? What's going on at home? And there's any number of things that influence what we all bring to a space. And so that's the same with a friendship. And so there really is no room for autopilot if you're also going to be authentic Mm. and be in it for the long haul in a very real way, right? The touch totally. just doesn't work given yeah. sort of the dynamic nature of life, um, particularly yeah. of course with, with COVID. Um, I also wanna, this has been such a great conversation. I also wanted to just highlight the fun part mm, because yes. we have had like, <laughs> you know, just like hilarious times together when you are yes. laughing so hard, you're crying. And <laughs> I mean, and I'm saying you, but we like the yeah. collective you it's or, just, you're, or you're crying so hard. You start laughing. Oh right? yeah. Like it works, happened both, too. <laughs> it works both ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I remember. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's so many times, yeah. but um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's authentic and it requires discipline and it's fun because I wouldn't want to invest that kind of energy in something that wasn't also like energizing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a great, um, that's such a great reminder and sort of takeaway, which is like, you do the work, you are intentional. If you risk that vulnerability, there's huge payoff. I mean, in so many ways. And like the number of times we have like laughed hysterically about things, whether it's stories about our kids, stories of you hating research methods and what that feels like, um, you losing data, um, and then finding it later. <laughs> just Talk about to- crying. <laughs> oh my goodness. But we laugh about it more than, than crying. Yeah. And, you know, our yeah. trip to Austin where again, you know, we don't see each other. So when we get to ride on a plane from Baltimore to Austin, I don't think we stopped speaking like from the time we 
like took off to the time we landed. Um, I know. And there were like so many things that almost made that trip not happen. So we were like thinking about going and so excited about going. And we had this dream of like running into Brene Brown. That did not happen, but yes, I know. um, Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then there was just like, you know, life things that popped up, but and I, we, I remember when I met you in the airport, you would come down from Boston and we met in Baltimore to then go to Texas together. We were like, I can't believe this actually happened. Like there were so <laughs> many things that got in the way, like up until that very morning I know, and it worked I out know. and it was great. Yeah. Um, and even know, just another- like, and even, I was just gonna say, even just like, cause I have family in Maryland. So it's been as the pandemic has sort of calmed a little bit, we've been able to connect, which has been awesome. And like even getting together with your family. Right. And like the best, that was so fun. The best memory (laughs) I have of your family, like standing right now. And I don't know how we're going to top it is playing whatever that game was that we were playing. Uh I don't remember what it was, but you've literally like you're on teams and you have to like act out words. And I haven't laughed. I haven't laughed that hard uh, in so long. And it was it was just so lovely to not not only be with you, Brianne, but also be able to share that laughter, um, you know, with your daughters and your husband, which was just like. And then, of course, your husband and I went to town on making our, um, you know, old school playlist, which was. So, oh, yeah, because so any good night always ends up with old school music. Um, the game is called It's in the Bag. And I okay. just have to say that if anybody's listening, because it's so much fun. So if you're oh. looking for a holiday gift it's, it's a winner. Yeah. You, um, I, I would, I would also say that if you're going to have to be willing to take some risks, um, and be vulnerable, cause at first when I started playing it and I looked at my word, I was like, you want me to act out this word? Like, you know, I think one of them was wizard of Oz and we were uh-huh. all trying to like, pretend we were walking on a, following the yellow brick road. Yeah. And I remember when your youngest daughter did it the first time I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> And then when I saw the word, I was like, oh, uh, yes, yeah. I get it. So oh, yes, yeah. we have we have had so many like fun conversations, so many shared moments. I love one of the wonderful things about Brienne is um, which I've always appreciated is she's a note writer. So I'll get these random notes in the mail or we'll which is really hilarious. We'll send each other a book. <laughs> Sometimes at the same time, which is like so crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been so lovely. And I should just say, like that word autopilot, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't establish routines and attentionality. And like we have our Fridays have been sort of our regular check ins. Gosh, probably going on maybe three years now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so that's not to me, that's not autopilot. That's being intentional, um, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. So I think it's good to have routines and and things that you expect from the relationship and and how you'll show up, but not a, but, and it's just, yeah, I I really, I wanted to do this episode, you know, as I said in the beginning, because there's so many themes from that story that the authors were sharing that's resonated with the work we do. And then, because I just thought what a great time of year to celebrate this friendship that we have cultivated over the last several years and to, to sort of outwardly just express gratitude, you know, to you and and for every, and just, I don't know, I feel like, you know, we're family and we're friends and it's been great to, to be on this journey with you. So I don't know. Oh, same, same. I mean, just when you invited the conversation, I was like, oh yes, let's do it. And it was fun to prepare it. And then 
um, you know, full transparency, we were going to record this before Thanksgiving and then yeah. it got bumped. And so here we are, which is fine. Yep. Um, but I had kind of put it on the back burner until this morning and I was like, oh, I got to get that out. And yeah, I was just like, oh, it's going to be so great to just talk. And what a wonderful topic to be able to just like Absolutely. celebrate friendship. And so I totally appreciate that you went for the run that day and happened to listen to the podcast mm. and initiated this because it's been yes. really fun to reflect and yeah. connect. Absolutely. Yeah. And I am going to admit, I haven't had a chance to read the book yet. I'm planning on picking it up on audible, um, this month and hopefully it'll be part of my listening, uh, playlist for the, for the wind, for the December, you know, into yeah. January. So if you, if, if what we've been talking about is interesting and you have a few friends that you feel similarly, I would definitely recommend that you pick up this book, big friendship and how we keep each other close um, if you don't have time and I get it to read a book at a minimum, I would check out Brene Brown's podcast with the two authors, Eminatu So and Ann Friedman. It's a, they, they too just have a lovely conversation and share stories, which is really cool. And so, um, you know, friendships are wonderful and amazing and they do take hard work. They take some skills, they take some intentionality. Um, and of course you need to be ready to welcome them into your, your world. And I will tell you, um, be on the lookout because you never know when, you know, that marble jar friend might just be in your, in your space, ready to connect with you. So, um, Brand, it was awesome to have you back on the pod. I feel like I know it's it was been fun. too long. It's been too <laughs> long. Yeah. When I logged on to zoom and saw you with the headphones on the mic, I was like, ah, oh, we're <laughs> back. Okay. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this will, um, so this episode will, um, most likely mark the sort of the end of the fall, uh, part of season three. And, um, unless of course I listen to something or read something and feel inspired to do something else, but I think this will be the concluding episode for the fall. And for folks who are listening, um, stay tuned for the spring, Brianne, Danielle, and a few others of us are sort of percolating on some ideas. We're thinking about doing a live book club. So we're in the process of selecting a couple of books and, um, I still don't feel comfortable saying this, but I think my book is going to be the first one that we dive into. So it's going to be a group of us getting together on the pod and just talking about our experiences with a book and asking each other lots and lots of questions. So we'll announce those books really shortly. So if you want to read along and join in, we would love that. And so stay tuned. So yeah, Brianne, thank you again so much. This has been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, everybody. This is another episode of Tell Me This, and I am your co-host, Carrie Bukowski. Take care, everybody. So sincere Under the glaciers Your last year Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash B-E 
to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E.